Episode 23, More Children, A Burden or a Blessing? Welcome to the Thriving Fatherhood Podcast, where we are living and working in the trenches to go from surviving to thriving in this mission field called fatherhood. My name is Brian Knight. I'm a father of three, a husband, a son, a coach, and a believer in Jesus Christ. Today, I'm going to be talking about whether children are a burden or a blessing, specifically having more children. Many people are okay with having one or two children. That kind of checks the box for them. Okay, I have had kids. Now let's get them grown and out of the house and let me get back to serving me and doing what I want to do and going where I want to go. This is a little harsh way of saying it, but it goes like this for some people in their minds. Pew Research, the once dominant four-child family has been replaced by the two-child family. A plurality, 41% of moms at the end of their childbearing years now report having two kids, while just 14% have four or more children. Meanwhile, the share of mothers at the end of their childbearing years who have one child has doubled from 11% to 22%. In the modern world, um, I think children are often looked at as an extra burden from a financial time, freedom of get up and go, being able to work more or fully invest in your career standpoint. I have seen this in many people's lives. I see the successful business owner who is in their early 40s and is female and has chosen to run their online business over having children. Now, I wanna say children are not for everyone, but I do think the world encourages us to be focused on ourselves rather than the upfront sacrifice it takes to raise children, especially when they are young. I would argue that the blessings will far outweigh the expenses, time, sleepless nights you experience from raising them. I do feel there are a lot of people who focus on the cost, but will find after they can no longer have children that they will regret not having had more. I have an example of that, and that's really kind of what inspired me doing this podcast this week is I was at work, uh, my aunt was talking to me the other day and mentioned that she wishes she would have had more than one child now. Uh, she comes from a six child family. Each person has their own situations and experiences. She may have not wanted to have more than one child with the man who is uh, her son's father and who uh, she is no longer married to. I am not sure he really has that great of a relationship with his son. The point being is, while you have the chance, do not underestimate the opportunity to have another child. I have not had anybody mention to me that they regret having um, another child, or maybe they have just not told me. I listened to a sermon by Pastor Vadi Bachman about having children, and he really opened up my perspective on fatherhood as one of the best ways to grow the kingdom and make disciples for him. 
This really took the focus off of me and put it on God's kingdom and his glory. I knew at that point I wanted to have at least three children. Personally, I grew up as an only child and I wish now that I had siblings. You know, to give my parents credit, they wanted to have three children, but I was born with some medical problems, which the doctors at the time thought might be genetic. I'm pretty sure that is not the case for the issue I have. Anyways, my parents uh, decided to have decided not to have any more children so they would not have to put another child or take the chance of putting another child through what I went through. Being an only child can feel lonely sometimes. When my parents pass, I will be the only one handling matters for the most part. There will be no siblings to help me. I guess this could be a double-edged sword depending on who you ask. Still, it would be nice to have someone to talk to about your parents who is in the same boat as you are when it comes to siblings. So I want to make sure my children have the opportunity to experience the good and bad of having siblings. I have been a nurse for almost 20 years now, and I have taken care of many chronically ill patients and some at the end of their life when they have lived a life serving their family. And in many cases, if they had multiple kids, they were at their bedside, holding their hand, advocating for their dying parent, or taking care of business financially or with the medical team. On the other hand, my patients who did not have children or were never around while they were being raised, for the most part, died alone with no one there at their bedside if they are not married or their spouse has already passed themselves. So basically, um, you know, when you've lived a life taking care of children, raising them up front, um, it does pay dividends in the end. Um, you know, but you have to be persistent. You have to have those family worship, you know, really spend time serving your family and it will come back around. I mean, it's truly what goes around comes around. So I wanted to get into the scriptures a little bit, um, and I'm going to start off with Psalm 127, chapter, uh, excuse me, verse, chapter 127, verse 4 through 5. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Now, this has been taken out of context and meant different things. So, uh, you know, I like to refer to gotquestions.org. And um, it's a very, uh, you know, biblical resource to, to go by. But referring back to this verse, but the symbolism relates more to security within the family. Remember I said, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them quiver is full. So this is what we're talking about. Having a quiver full of children was a gift from God because it would protect the family when the parents no longer could. A quiver full of children could also defend against those who might take advantage of elderly parents. So um, 
Here is another excerpt um, from gotquestions.org that really just ties things together here, what we're talking about. And, you know, just ties up some loose ends and maybe some questions you guys might have who um, are struggling about having children for one reason or another, or maybe you can't. Um, I mean, you know, that's out there too. So this really ties it together. Children are and always will be a blessing from God, no matter how a child becomes part of one's life. But even though God has declared children to be a blessing from him, and procreation is part of the mandate for humanity at large, nowhere does the Bible state that every married couple must have or desire to have children. Again, infertility at any age is not a sign of God's displeasure. Couples without children are in no way less valuable or important to the kingdom of God than those with children. In fact, one might make the case that couples without children are able to devote more of their energy and focus to kingdom work than those with children, much like single people. Also see 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 32. Married, single, with children, or without children, every child of God is an important member of his family and an integral part of the body of Christ. God's specific will for every individual and every couple is different. For many, God's will includes having children whether naturally or through adoption. For others, his will does not involve having children. For those who want children yet are unable to have them for any reason, committing the desire to God in prayer is best. He can help you walk through the painfulness of the journey and also help you live out his best in this season. For those who do not desire to have children, committing the desire to God in prayer is also best. Sometimes our lack of desire is God-given. Other times it is driven by past hurts, fear, or selfishness. When we expose our hearts honestly before God, he can help us sort out the mess, bring healing, and give us the desires of his heart. It is all too easy for our desires to be our own lives for our own lives to become idols. Even good desires, when they take the place of God in our lives, become idols. All of us, no matter our life situation or stage, do well to examine our hearts, be honest with God in prayer, search his word for wisdom, and commit our lives to him. Ultimately, it is God who satisfies our hearts and our lives are to be lived for his glory alone. This is so important. It is God who satisfies our hearts. You know, I really have said this on multiple occasions. I feel like as men, we're always out there searching for the next thing that's going to make us happy and fulfill the desires of our hearts. When really, if you read in Ecclesiastes, Solomon, you know, he says, you know, I've been there and done that. And it's all vain, vanish, you know, and you know, basically he gets back to the only thing that will satisfy your heart is God. So, you know, the sooner that 
you know, men learn that and I'm still learning that, um, you know, the better off you are. <clears throat> I was trying to look for a good time to share this news in the podcast, but now as good as any time. And it, wa- it is what inspired this episode also for me. Bethany has found out that she is pregnant with our fourth child. She's about five or six weeks along now and is due at the end of April. So yes, we are having a fourth child. So that is our last one that we plan on having. Now, if we, <laughs> um, I don't know if I talk about this later in the podcast, but anyways, if we have an oopsie, then uh, that's fine, you know. So, you know, looking about looking at this fourth pregnancy, I think my greatest worry about having a fourth child is will the child be healthy? We have been blessed with healthy children so far, but I've seen what some other parents have had to go through, and me and Bethany wonder if we could handle that with all that we are doing now for three healthy children. The answer is God has equipped us and will get us through any challenge that is thrown our way. We have a very stable family life now and have a lot of friends and family for support. So I am sure God has us right where he wants us. This is our last planned pregnancy. If we have an oops later on, then we will cross that bridge when we come to it. I am in my mid-40s and Bethany is in her upper 30s. My wife says her 30s was about having children and now she wants her 40s to be about raising the children. She is excited to, to possibly be done with the birthing process, but she still does enjoy being pregnant. It has been a wild ride so far and it is far from over yet. That is why I'm here. I am living this life right alongside you fathers out there. I am just sharing what is going on in my life and seeing if I can offer some value through my experience and how I approach situations and decisions. So that is what I have for you today. If you feel the show has been valuable to you, I encourage you to share it with one other father who could gain some insight from it and wants more thriving in their lives. Also, I would love to hear how you and your spouse um, have come at the situation. <clears throat> what, um, what do you feel are the blessings of having four children and maybe the, um, the not so much blessings, the, uh, the burdens of having more children? How do you lean on this topic? What What has been your experience? Uh, Please share that uh, with me in the comments below. Also, if there's a topic you're interested in me talking about or have questions, please send it to night, K-N-I-G-H-T, B-R-I at gmail.com. You can also check out my website at brianjknight.com and the private Facebook group called Thriving Fatherhood. If you would be interested in working with me or having me mentor you on your journey back from surviving to thriving in fatherhood, then send me an email or reach out to me through my website and we can set up a call to see if I can help you to thrive more in your fatherhood journey. Thank you for listening and until next time, continue thriving in fatherhood.